So Helen Pritchard, <laughs> the second most famous person on LinkedIn from Warrington. But, oh, from Warrington, yeah, definitely. You must hate me because I take the piss and get more engagement than you. <laughs> yeah, but you take the piss but make less money than me Facts. on LinkedIn. That Facts. is actually a fact, actually. <laughs> Now, I could not have you on here without um, giving you some shit because people believe we should be enemies. Do you know this? I know this. I know that you get asked to um, parody me. All the time. All the time. You might be one of the most requested people in my <laughs> DMs. Uh, mainly from men, though. Funny that. I was going to ask about this afterwards, but yeah, mainly from men. And it's always, um, have you seen this Helen Pritchard? She says that she's done a million pounds this year. And they, they absolutely hate it. Why do you think this is? <laughs> No idea. The same people that um, that look me up on company's house regularly, yeah. and also the guy who street viewed my house and said that's yeah. not where a rich person would live. So therefore, it's lies. Nice. And you you live the the posh side of the, the river as well. So I don't even think street viewed my house. I live in the shit end. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's mind blowing. Um, so yeah, I suppose I need to caveat this because I'd, I've done a million pounds, or well, a million plus pounds in sales orders in a year. So I like to say that so people understand. What I like is when people try and give me a lesson on uh, business and they say, mm. you know, do you understand the difference between profit and turnover yeah. and- Net you know, and gross. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Hey, I don't even know the and difference. Do I? Do we? I don't, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't even know the difference I don't know. I looked days. at my figures though and I was like, there's a big difference between net and gross and that's because I spend lots of money doing nice things well, within the business, as you know. <laughs> I wish I'd shown you my uh, itinerary for what we were going to discuss because you're jumping all around and it's going to throw <laughs> me off here, so. Anyway, so why do we think that people have a problem with me talking about my Well, before success? we get into that, why don't we say, what is it you actually do? Oh shit, so yeah. You okay. are Helen Pritchard, the- um, the what? LinkedIn trainer. No, I'm not the a LinkedIn guru. trainer, actually. In the fact, marketing expert. No, I'm not a LinkedIn trainer. And I'll tell you why. Because I've had no training on how to use LinkedIn to generate leads whatsoever. I've never had any contact with LinkedIn themselves. And I've never been on a course on how to use LinkedIn to generate leads. And I've never watched anyone else's stuff on how to use LinkedIn to generate leads. So all of my stuff is... The stuff that I've learned from having a business yeah. and generating leads on LinkedIn. So is that what you, so <laughs> all your leads? How are you? I can tell, I can tell already. That's oh yeah, this series, just so people know, <laughs> it's not gonna be as edited because we had some people that we had on last series that said we edited out all the main bits. So if you all fuck up, bits. we're keeping it in. <laughs> That's fine by me. You just edit out every time I say like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I help people get leads from LinkedIn and all of my stuff is I'm a business owner who's been generating leads from LinkedIn for years. And what happened was, is I'd go to events and stuff and I'd go and I'd, say, I'd have these big clients, like corporate clients and people would say to me like, oh, so how did you get like that client? Yeah. I say, oh, they, they came to me on LinkedIn and they're just blank. They'd be like, what? I say, oh yeah, I got all my leads from LinkedIn. And they say, what? No one gets leads from LinkedIn. It's just a insert, you know, yeah. assumption about LinkedIn. It's just for recruiters. It's just for um, people who are in corporate, et cetera, et cetera. And I say, oh no, all my clients come to me. Uh, and then I'd show them how I did it. So I'd just wrote, draw, draw on a little piece of paper and I'd show them and then a couple of weeks later, they'd go, guess what? Yeah. Like, what? Like, got a lead? I'm like, I know. So it's it from actual, actual experience. You'd actually done experience. the thing before you started teaching. Of course teaching. it is. Like only an absolute bell end would teach LinkedIn lead generation if they weren't getting leads from LinkedIn. Yeah, but there's surely. a lot of them though. That's the point. There and are a lot of those. And also people think, oh, it's all right for you because you're selling LinkedIn stuff, LinkedIn training on LinkedIn. So yeah. it's kind of a bit like meta, but actually it's just, it works for everybody. And I think what drives people crazy is that it's so simple. It yeah. kind of, 
it's the stuff that I teach is so simple and so not what to do on LinkedIn. So yeah. all the stuff that other people like go mad about, like, oh, you know, what time to post, how long to post, you know, like what do we do with groups, what to do with ads, the algorithm and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's all bullshit. You just I, need to do these like core things and it works. I always say you can you can have all the rules, but crap content still crap content. So unless exactly it doesn't matter what time you put out good content, I mean, really. If I it's got good. into I used to get into loads of debates online. I've tried to like stop it a little bit now because I've got other stuff to do. There's people who will swear until they're blue on the in the face. Like I know what time is the best time to post on LinkedIn. I've done the you know I've done the split test. I know this and it's very successful guy on LinkedIn who taught, who you know said this you know until he's blue in the face. You know Which I guy? I know this and I, I'm not going to name him no. Um, but I know that this is the best time to post because I've done tests and split tests and that I've done this you know and I I said to I said to him that's only your data. It's, it's an absolute nonsense to anyone else. Yeah. Because it depends who you are, what authority you've got, what influence you've got, how long you've been posting on LinkedIn, what your audience is, what you're actually saying. And it's got nothing to do with what time you're posting. I could post something controversial, whatever, on, about LinkedIn, like the stuff I posted the other week about... <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. But anyway, I posted... If I see someone answering every single comment on LinkedIn, it doesn't make me think, oh, wow, look at those really engaging with their audience. Too much time on their hands. They've got too much time on their hands or yeah. they're, they're desperate for work or they've got nothing better to do. Yeah. Don't lose, just my opinion, don't lose your shit in the comments. Yeah. And of course, everyone loses their shit in the comments. Yeah. So I get all this to the point where this guy posted a meme that was saying, oh, people have got a, social media gives people so much opinion when they really should get punched in the face or something. And I was like... This is my opinion though. Like yeah. I see, I show people how to use LinkedIn to generate leads. You're a recruiter. Yeah. This has got nothing to do with recruitment, but you're getting involved in my stuff. And in the end he was like, you need to apologize because this is blown up in your face. And I was like, but it's not, has it? Because I show people how to use leads to LinkedIn to generate leads and create this huge conversation about LinkedIn. Yeah, a lot of the comments are negative as in you're wrong, you're wrong, you're yeah. wrong. But look at all the people that are messaging me privately going, fucking hell, you're right. Yeah. You know, and then they're, they're joining my challenge or they're buying my stuff. That's all that matters to me. But if I post something controversial like that, if I do it two in the morning, I'll get more engagement than someone who's just started and posts it. Whatever this guru says is the right time to post and they post something really bland and boring. It's just facts, you know. So is it, for me, the algorithm stuff and the timing stuff is absolute bollocks and there's nobody in the, in the world who can actually prove that, that, the stat, that there's a, is a specifically best time. You can make a good guess. Yeah. But that's it. It's just a guess. So why people get all like, my business be a lot easier. Are you going to make easier. me work? Are you going to make me work to get any words out? <laughs> yeah, my business be a lot easier if I could just tell people just do this exact thing at this exact time, but it just doesn't work like that. Right. I'm going to ask you then. So you get a lot of hassle from the posts that you put out sometimes, sometimes and hate. Is that like an occupational hazard because of what you do? And where, where do you draw the line? Would you say, because I know that you get a lot of personal attacks. Yes. So... What do you think's fair game and what do you think is out of order? Or um, tell us about I, that. I think it's an occupational hazard, but it's it's partly down to me, my personality rather yeah. than what I do. So like I'm a strong, opinionated, independent, single woman who's successful or whatever you want to brand success as. Successful in my eyes because I work when I want, I get up when I want, I do what I want and I don't have to think about money. So as far as I'm concerned, that's my success is I'm, I'm at it now. But it really triggers a lot of people. And because I have strong opinions that are, in my opinion, completely right, and mm. I will defend them to the death, then I think that just makes people really irritated 
on loads of different levels. Yeah. So in terms of what's fair game, so I put Facebook ads out and I spend a lot of money on Facebook ads and I get three different types of comments. One is, you're such a loser, you're advertising on Facebook, yet you're telling us LinkedIn's the answer. To yeah, which, but people on Facebook still use LinkedIn, don't they? To which I say, no, you're such a loser. What I mean, what, my, this is where my audience is. I help people go from Facebook to use LinkedIn because they're scared of using LinkedIn. So I help people who are really good on Facebook or know what, know what they're doing on Facebook or at least use it. I'm like the bridge to LinkedIn. So this makes sense. And also I spend, like last campaign, we spent 20 grand on ads. We converted it to 250 grand. I posted that in someone else's thread about Facebook ads. And they're like, oh, you're so shallow. It's all you've got. All you can do is come in and flex about how much money you make. And I was like... Mm. What, why is that? What's that got to do with the conversation around Facebook ads? It's like, that's a ROI. Yeah. And I think people just get triggered massively about stuff like that. So that's the first thing. The second type of comment is, um, you're a liar, you're a scammer. This is all bullshit. I've seen this kind of thing before. There's no way you can help people make money from LinkedIn. So what, what so is the scam the there? In their mind, what is the scam? Their mind is it's uh, too good to be true. I'm saying here's a free five-day challenge. I'll help you get leads from LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and they're like... But yeah. you're, not pro you're not promising an actual, you're going to make a million pounds, you're going to make... No, a I'm saying I'll show you how to get leads from LinkedIn, which yeah. we do for free. And then we've had, you know, thousands of people have been through it. But they're like, oh no, but you're going to sell them something at the end, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, of course I am. I'm like, of course I am. We're going to upsell them. 5% of people buy, 95% of people don't. And then the third and final time is thing, or the third and final thing that I get commenting is like, you you look a mess. I hate that jumper. Can I come on your face? Do you spit or swallow? That kind of thing. That won't be the same person though. No, like, that'll be different people. Yeah, different, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, otherwise you've got a, a bipolar sex pest there. You look so, disgusting, but I want to come on your face. Yeah, exactly. It's you just, might be into that. Let us know in the comments if you're into that type of stuff. Into that, yeah. So they're the three kinds of people and 90% of them are men, yeah. 100% of them are the pervert people are men. Yeah, do you not get the most hate from women? Other women? I think I probably do secretly. Um, well, I'm a big I'm a big fan of women and women in business. And I, I really push the whole, you know, you can have it all. You can have kids and you can work and you can make good money. You can make great money or you can make good money, but you don't need to rely on a man yeah. to look after you. And I, I push that message quite a lot because it's yeah. obviously part of my backstory. So I have a lot of really passionate female supporters. And I'm sure I have lots of female haters. Yeah but they're not as vocal, or they're not as visible to me anyway. They probably just slag me off in private groups and screenshot stuff and bitch about me to themselves, I would have thought. Do you think it's because you're a woman, it, it can be harder to be taken seriously? Like, say meetings, I can imagine some people torture online, want a meeting with you, but really they don't want to talk about business. Is that as widespread or as... Well, if I was like 21 and dropped dead gorgeous, then maybe. But I think now I'm like 40 and getting on a bit. <laughs> I'm 40 and not. It's never been a problem to me. <laughs> not so much of a problem. Um, it depends what top I've got on. I think when I wear that yellow top, like my comments go absolutely crazy. And I don't know. I think it's just, obviously I've got boobs. So sometimes people want to talk to me about that. Typos in the comments, 100. <laughs> um, some people have said that they watch me with the sound off, which is... Yeah fine but they don't learn anything about LinkedIn um do I get to take I think it's more when I meet people they don't take me seriously so I meet somebody and they'll be like oh look you've got blonde hair and boobs and like yeah and chat to me and then when I start to talk they're like oh and you've got a brain and then if I talk about work they're like oh you've got a success and then the men are like oh that's but if that terrifying. was if that was what you were setting up the meeting to do and talk business do they seem surprised that that is what you actually do want to talk about I don't do so many meetings like that anymore. But yeah, in the old days when we used to sell agency stuff, I'm definitely, I've definitely got clients from guys that wanted to. Or thought there was going to be something else. Yeah. In it. yeah. But there wasn't. 
And that's kind of, that's, I don't know, I can imagine the comments now. It's like, oh, you know, you're such a like pro-feminist, but then you leverage being a woman to make money. But, but, but do you think, the day do you think I there's anything wrong with that? Because in so. a weird way, don't we all use... Just use what you've got, right? Yeah. And is of it wrong? Course. I don't think so. No. I don't think it's wrong. But I think now, I don't think that's so much of an issue. I think definitely in the agency days, it was. I used to run a digital agency for those who were like, what you're talking about. Um, definitely in those days, it was a bit more like that. Now, not so much. I think just the just the general haters and comments. And like when <laughs> when my uh, one of my VAs started, I've got three VAs, obviously, of course. Um, and one of them was covering for the other one. And it was Megan. And she said, hi, hi Helen, I'm going to be covering for Lisa for the next few days. Uh, I said, oh, great. She went, and then the next morning, she went, morning, Helen, would you like me to delete and block the person who sent you a dick pic on LinkedIn. How oh, do you get them on LinkedIn? I said, not not yet. No, I've not been to see it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went and we had a look and a laugh and then we deleted it and blocked him. So well, we told Jack me. if he did that again, <laughs> he was going to get a final well, written I wouldn't be able warning. to identify him, to be honest, if it was a fake account. Because he took it from a really weird angle. It took us ages to yeah. work it out. But... Looks bigger, doesn't it, Jack? You, do. <laughs> you know that angle, the downward one. It was from one. underneath, yeah. though. Who takes it from underneath? Well, it's it, a hidden inch, isn't it? It was you know, really bizarre. But ball bagging. Yeah, I mean, that nice. is a thing. A lot of people talk about LinkedIn and I get that a lot in my groups. It's like, oh, men are trying to, you know, they're sleezing on me and they're hitting on me or they're being inappropriate. And it's like, just delete and block them. It never happens to me, so. I never get that. Never LinkedIn's get easier when you're ugly or putting weight <laughs> on as fast as I am. You don't, get, yeah. you don't get people sending you pictures of the vaginas, like, no. oh, never it's mind. It's not nice anyway, is it? It's, I was going to ask, not I remember really. we, for people that don't know, you, we, you helped me a lot when I finished my business. Did or, I? Well, well, I had a business with um, some friends and some um, people that you know. Yes. Like, you know our story and stuff. And then when I sold the business, I, I go a bit stir crazy if I'm not distracted by business. But you seem to really be into that entrepreneurial lifestyle. I really struggled with that, like yes. not having any office life. Yeah. So what, what, are, what are your favorite bits about being it, you know, having free time and stuff? Because I find it a distraction. Um, well, I know mean, we have business. talked about this loads, haven't we? So, mm. like, Mike and I have been friends for a long time. When you had your your old business, and then, but then we were friends. All it wasn't just that. me. I know some people think it was just me, but there were other people in your Aaron, business. Ian, Adam, so all noted. I remember when you had the business, when you were gearing up to sell the business, when you sold the business. Like we just used to meet up, didn't we? Like intermittently, and I still remember, like after you sold the business, you just seemed like yeah like when we were in business you were kind of like dead into it and then maybe afterwards you were felt a bit lost and it was really interesting for me because you hit that success I was doing nothing like I'm not obviously I'm not as successful as you've been um you're probably making more money than like that we made when we were working. yeah but you had the the big payday didn't you so you had the big payday which is a lot of people that's what you're building up to um and I just think I love the the climb of it, but what I think is when having gone from having no money whatsoever, so those yeah. people don't know, I was like really, really, really poor, like really, really skinned. Like when my marriage collapsed in the uh, two like 2010, um, I was in loads of personal debt. It was the days of, we've been through the recession, my husband was a builder, um, and it was in the days of, you know, oh yeah, of course you can have this mortgage, you know, yeah, self-cert yeah. mortgages yeah. and like finance for everything and we was I was just signing for everything like you do when you're married and we was, all the money was going into the business which was collapsing because of the recession uh, and it's like the aftermath of that when I was like I was like 90 grand in personal debt I was like my mental health was really suffering so I suffered really bad with uh, anxiety panic attacks and agoraphobia um, and I had two little kids under five I've got you know a great relationship with my ex-husband it's, it wasn't that it was just me looking at the debris of my life and thinking oh, the fuck am I going to feed my kids, you yeah. know? And I've got a supportive family and all that kind of stuff. 
and then my dad used to have to take me to around the shop to buy like buy food for me and all that kind of stuff and it that that like knowing that what that lifestyle is like like building away from that was always my my thing you know yeah. I used that as a catalyst to to build my business from there because I thought like no fuckers coming to save me here I've got to do you know I've got to do this myself yeah um so I use business as a, a vehicle, really, because I've got no qualifications. But knowing what that was like and then meeting you maybe a few, well, what, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, and business was going all right for me. But for you, you'd got to that point. And I think when, you, when you're in that that panic, that anxiety mode, like where you wake up every day, you're like, I've got no money. You go to bed every night, I've got no money. I don't know where my next client's coming from. I don't know where my money's coming from. I don't know where I'm going to feed my kids. When you're in that energy, it's so different to, you haven't got, almost you haven't got time to be worrying about anything else because yeah. you're in survival mode. So if you can think about the hierarchy of needs, like you need to feed, you know, feed your children and keep them safe and warm. And that was your priority every single day. Whereas suddenly when you've got money in the bank and those needs are met, you're like, oh, now I've got time to think about yeah, <laughs> what's like, the meaning of life, well, you're left what's with your my own purpose, thoughts. yeah, what am I doing here? You know, you, it becomes such a driving force when you're building a business and it's so all-consuming, you know, and I say this to people all the time, you've got to make sacrifices. People come to me, they say, oh, I want to have six weeks off the summer with my kids and I'm yeah. like, you can't fucking feed your kids. What do you mean? You can't have six weeks off. You've got to take the hit now. You've got to make sacrifices. You've got to take the mum shame, you know, at the park when you're on your phone and your kids are like, you know, rolling around in broken glass and, you know, everyone's looking at you like you're the worst mum in the world, but you're like really answering emails and stuff like that. You know, you've got to do all that, stick them on an iPad and get some work done. You know, I made huge sacrifices in the first few years. Didn't see, you know, a family and I was single, which helped a lot. So I didn't have anyone to particularly upset in terms of, so I could work in the evenings and, and stuff, but massive sacrifice then. But now, yeah, I've got all this time so I've got an office now. So like you used to come to the office yeah. and we'd like hang out at the office. And now I've got, I've got a pool table in there and a, a bar and <laughs> sofas and a telly with Netflix. Basically I've moved out, just moved into yeah. the office because my house is now full of teenagers all the time. But you generally do like go traveling. You're always away, aren't you? But I travel, yeah. So I travel, I'm in a mastermind. So all the dark horse. So we travel once a quarter, like internationally. So I go away. Um, and I just, I just, I love it. But all that thinking time is, is dangerous. Yeah. When you're not worried about how you're going to feed your kids or pay for Christmas, suddenly you have a lot of thinking time and you start thinking, yeah, what is, what am I doing? What's the point? But I just see, I just think. I found it hard, you know, the free time. I actually yeah. prefer, I think, I don't think people realize, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but the journey is kind of easier to deal with than the actual destination a lot of the time. Yeah. When you used to like, I like run, run well on like adrenaline. So I like to be on that high, like stupid shit, right? What I've realized I've started doing is leaving my house so late, it makes me late for everything. Yeah. And it's almost like I want to be in that, in that kind of place where I'm that, like- That's your danger now. That's yeah, that's adrenaline. my danger. <laughs> it's like that. Driving 35 and a 30 now, Warrington. <laughs> yeah and stuff like that but I just like it and even now like, we're doing this event and we've just realized that we've got this cash flow issue with this event and, I, and now I feel like I'm at my best yeah you know I'm making things happen I'm the picking up the first yeah back against the wall thing and that energy is really powerful I think and then when you haven't got it you I think you miss it how did you scale then that's always something that we've never spoke about but mm. I think it would be good for people to hit so how did you scale from going just you in your office doing this and finding LinkedIn leads so then what did you, how did you go from say 200,000 to a million? How did you do yeah, that? Yeah, so I did bit? that in a year. So I did 200K on pretty much on my own, which was, so what, what happened was, so for me doing that thing on a napkin is I started helping people like over Zoom. So doing like one-to-ones and I'd help them and show them how to use LinkedIn because it's so simple. I could kind of do it in an hour. Yeah. 
And then they go off and do it and then they come back and they'll be like, fucking hell, it's working. I can't believe it. I've been, you know, I've been dicking about on Facebook for ages. I've been trying to build funnels. I've been doing the Facebook, all this stuff. And none of it's been working. I've done this really simple stuff you've taught me in an hour. Um, and now I've got a plan now. I've got something, you know, I've got something that works. And it was that really that started to kick it off. So people would then, so then when they'd be like, hi, I'd be like, oh, it'd be really cool if you could give us a shout out and uh, give me a shout out in one of the groups that we met. Um, so they would, they'd be like, oh, I've done this thing with Helen. I got these results and it's amazing. And people, other people would want to book in with me. Oh, so word of mouth referrals was Massive. the first thing. Yeah. So that was the one thing It's like really asking for those referrals and just, just having no shame really in terms of the amount I was posting, the amount I was, I was just everywhere all the time. I was on social media all the time. Um, and then doing guest experts and podcasts. Now, podcast is like a trendy thing now. I did hundreds and hundreds of guest experts in people's Facebook groups. So what happened was I became like a little fish in a little pond in loads of different places. Yeah, so, so you were the go-to person in your niche. Yeah, so I'd do it in like different niches. So I'd, I'd go to somebody who had a big fit pro group um, and then I'd be like, oh, I can show you how to get LinkedIn leads for fit pros. Yeah. And then yeah. they'd be like, oh, brilliant. So they bring me in an expert. And even now, like people are still tagging me in. Like Souk, um, is, he's from Warrington as well. He's got a big fit pro world. And I did it in his group and people still tagging me in about that now. And I did it, must've done it two years ago. Yeah. So that would then go and stay in their vault, if you like. So people would watch that over and over and over again. So it was just making it once and people seeing it over and over and over again. But you can't do all those tasks yourself now. So how, what, what else? Well, have you I done? could, but I choose not to. So not only do I outsource everything in my business. So I've got three VAs. So do all my admin all my tech don't read any of my own emails don't do any of my own appointments so that takes that off don't pay any of your own invoices don't pay any of my own invoices still waiting to be paid yeah (laughs) not for this by the way for something else (laughs) is it still waiting to be paid that surprised me because I always pay this straight away. Do you want to prep for tomorrow? Bring your credit card. But on top of that, well, I don't know I can pay it now, yeah. Um, But on top of that, I outsourced everything in my business. I brought on Phil Harrison, who is an absolute fucking legend. He really changed things for me. We implemented the five-day challenge thing, which we started getting thousands. So now we do like get 3,000 people in a free challenge and then we convert 5% of those people Mm -hmm. to a £1,500 product. So business has become really predictable and scalable like in that way. So we just know we spend more ads get more people in the challenge yeah. we make more money um but also at home so for anyone watching this particularly the ladies i don't do any cleaning any washing any ironing <laughs> uh, i have someone that valets the car valets the car i've got someone who does the cleans the windows organizes all my travel i've got a chauffeur i've got all of this stuff that means that i know if i have to do anything well that i don't want to we do. now know why you're single <laughs> don't we your list of things she doesn't do, uh, right? So I wanted to ask you about the free group thing because obviously a lot of my work I do, you might think if you're a sensitive flower that a lot of the stuff I talk about in the Entrepreneur Formula are things that you do. Yes, and there I are. always talk, and this is why I think people think we don't, we can't like each other or can't get on with each other. The free groups, I always take the piss out of the free group because you know it's going to be an upsell. So what of would course. you say is? the difference between say what you're doing and say what some of the people that are offering free groups are doing. Do you mean like the free challenge? Yeah, because I know a lot of people would be skeptical because I hate it when people tag me into posts or whatever and say they're a entrepreneur or they yeah. use things that I say on people's posts where it isn't necessarily the thing that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, what's the difference? Do you mean you've been, that, you've been told that I do a free challenge and <laughs> no i know you do a free challenge and i know you do it at set times in the year and it, there's yeah. a there's a cut off date so in my mind i can see well it's not fake scarcity if you generally are cutting this challenge off at this time and it no. isn't with this amount of people like that. but for people that are skeptical you know what 
what is your free group and you're open that you are going to try and upsell them of course them we upsell them we call yeah. it the pritch pitch it starts yeah. on the wednesday and it doesn't fucking stop until you either buy or saying that's it i'm done i'm out yeah and that's it and what, what i say to people is if you want to see a masterclass in somebody who's not afraid to sell to people and is not afraid to put the offer out so many times it's almost everyone's starting to feel uncomfortable then join the challenge. Yeah. You don't have to buy. I don't expect you to buy. The thing is, with the way we sell is that we put the offer, they put, we put the offer out in a million different ways in a million different platforms. So we let, you get it from email, you get it in the messenger bot, you get it in the group. You know, you get loads of different ways that we overcome your objections, yeah. but we will never overcome your objections personally. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So we'll never say to somebody, if someone says to me, we can't afford it, I'm like, fine. I've never tried to overcome a price objection. I talk about that quite a lot. And I talk about that quite openly because um, if someone had said to me 10 years ago, of course you've got 1,500 quid. You know, yeah. you just don't value it enough or you don't value yourself enough and all that other bullshit that I say, yeah. which makes me But they're the mad. things that I've got the problem with. Yeah, or, of course. Or say if you're a trainer and then one of your trainers would march someone to a cash point to draw money of out. Course, it's disgusting, Mike. Of course it is. Yeah. Everyone must be able to see that. And I talk about things like, I hate discovery calls because it's bullshit. If you've got to get someone on a call for an hour before you even tell them your price, you know for a fact you've either not added enough value before you get them on that call and you've got a guilt trip, trip into it or you're not confident in your price. Yeah. So these are the things that I do and these are the things that I teach. So that's like a fucking huge light bulb moment for people in my group. So I have 3,000 people in my group. I do a live with wine every night, which some people find that is outrageous. Like, I don't want to sit and watch Helen drinking wine for two hours every night answering questions about LinkedIn, but loads of people fucking love it. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing that they absolutely do. And I've got my kids and they're in and out and they're, you know, getting involved and stuff. But the thing is, when I say about discovery calls, you can see people like, I've never heard anyone say that before. I've always been told to get people on a call and yeah. then tell them the price. And I'm like, no, put your prices out there. Put your prices out there well, so people that's know first, to buy. That's your first sort of like sieve, really. You can filter people of out course. right from the off, can't you? People say, oh no, but I, I thought you'd get them on a call. It's like, why? Because everyone hates that icky moment where they can't afford it and you've got to say your price and they can't afford it and then you've just wasted everyone's time. Yeah. To me, this is common sense. But a lot of people are awkward about talking about money anyways, as you, well, found, you found when you say, if you have been successful and stuff. Of course. So I say to people, I pay myself 10 grand a month like after tax, it goes straight into my bank. And every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. And I just like plow my way through it every month what with just, joy. We are so different. I know you, you <laughs> say I'm so like the different. most boring person I know with money. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am. But I can see people cringe. They're like, oh, don't talk about money. And I'm like, it's my money. I talk about it if I want. Well, what was the so first thing you You've got no you class. Bought? And I'm like, I never had any class. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been Warrington. to Warrington. <laughs> no, but so what was the first thing you bought then? First time you paid yourself £10,000 a month. That was obviously... Was, Oh, was it? Yeah. Was that Rolex? It was. It's my Rolex, yeah, and I love oh, it. Jesus. I designed it myself and I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And... I spent all mine on tattoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Almost. right? Yeah. And I've just had an email or a... In fact, I've had a very nice thick piece of card through the uh, through the door from the jewellers to say that it's gone up in price. I need to go and get it revalued for insurance purposes. Oh, you watch? Yes. So they are an investment. So it's an investment. Yeah. But even I was like, oh, I feel Why a bit- are they cheaper secondhand? <laughs> it can't be true. It can't be true with Rolexes. If they're an investment, why are, they all, why are secondhand ones cheaper? Well, anyway, so I bought my watch with cash and that was a, a, an exciting moment for someone who was- So was that honestly the first thing you bought and you were pleased with that? Yeah. Oh, I really wish I had one thing that there was like that I always wanted. But I'd always wanted it, you know. So it, was, it wasn't like, oh, I want a flesh watch. Let's look at all the watches. Yeah. I was like, I've always wanted a, like a that ladies' particular Rolex. Watch. Not this particular one. Um, I always wanted a Rolex because I used to do massage. There's plenty of jokes in there. But um, I used to be a masseuse and I used to uh, run a 
<laughs> not a massage parlor, um, a, a therapy room in Grappinall. Yeah. And one of my first clients, um, she one of the things I used to do is get the jewelry off them. So they pan me the jewelry, I put it in a little bowl thing. Anyway, one of my very first clients was a uh, a lady, well, not obviously quite a well off lady, and um, she came and she handed me a watch, and I just remember just carrying it over and thinking, "Fuck, that's heavy." Yeah, and just glanced it on the way in, and it just said Rolex, and I thought, when, when I can afford it, yeah, you know, I just couldn't even imagine being able to afford one then. Never, ever. It was totally out of the realms of possibility. So to go and buy it, was, yeah. it was, I've never had that. Yeah, I really wish there was like one car that I liked when I was a kid or whatever. Cause I yeah, know- like Phil's bought an Aston Martin, and he, he messaged me, and he just said thanks for making my boyhood dream come true. And, you know, money can do... Oh, what is that? Because he's managed to do some things he that he wanted his, to do. He bought his Aston Martin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And that's what I mean. So when he picks, when he picked me up in it and he's like, you just see on his face, it's his, you know, that's one of his things. And people, and again, money's a funny thing and that's not what we came on to talk about, but it's a funny thing that I see a lot of people getting triggered about and they sort of, it's almost like, I wrote this post the other day and it was kind of, you can have it all. You know, you can have a Rolex and you can be a good person. It's almost like the two are interchangeable yeah if you like material things that suddenly you're shallow and you're is it is it possible to have a picture if you're in a rolex where you've not got your rolex in shot oh someone said that to me they said oh you can always see your watch do that on purpose and i was like as if yeah it's just i talk with my hands and it's on my wrist well i definitely do now (laughs) (laughs) um i remember one post that you did and we've spoke about this actually so Obviously, LinkedIn is a place where I don't even know how many people it's got on there. What is it? 530 million. Yeah, loads of people like accounts, were not they? 230 active or something. I mean, I've got 12 troll accounts. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, no, so obviously there's how many people are on there? And I see it all the time. LinkedIn's not a dating site. You know, it's a professional network and stuff. But so many people meet their partner, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be, through work. Yeah. And for a lot of people that are either self-employed, solopreneurs, or even just people in a sector, it's the, it's an online version of work, isn't it? So why do you think people are so anti-relationships on LinkedIn? And do you think um, LinkedIn should just turn that functionality on and monetize it and make it into a sort of a dating site as well as? Yes, I think LinkedIn should have a LinkedIn dating um, functionality, 100%. But it's already there, you see. So when they, I'm sure when they, or they should ask you if you're single or not and if you're open to being approached or not and yeah. then you could have that toggle like you have with the recruiter thing and that would be hidden um, then so only other people that only other people who sign up for this dating thing will know. see people who are open to it um, definitely I'd be much more open to being approached on LinkedIn than I would on Facebook really yeah. because at least you can see who people are you can see if they're you know what they do you know you can see recommendations there's of more them. accountability on there probably much more, more probably more, more than any other dating site because 100%. They're linked to their business. Yeah, what you can see what they posted, what comments they've done. You can tell a lot about a person from the way they behave on social social media. hundred yeah. percent. And LinkedIn's just another social media platform. And I think yeah, for professionals to meet each other, it would make perfect sense. Yeah. And you know, I have been approached it, they, and asked it, on a date. Do you think it would then cut out um, a lot of the stuff that goes on where people don't want it because it's almost like, well, I definitely they've not got that yeah, toggle tick. So, but some of the most popular content on LinkedIn is LinkedIn isn't a dating site, and I think people yeah. just put it on there because it's. It's lazy marketing, I think. Yeah. It's a bit like, oh, it's always some young, gorgeous woman. And she's like, girl, and she's like, oh, LinkedIn isn't a dating site. Like, why do people keep approaching me? And it's everyone in the comments, like all the fucking thirsty guys are like, oh, but you're so beautiful. That's why. And it's it's almost like you've just this thing. Oh, people get super offended by it. Yeah. Like, I can't believe people are saying I'm gorgeous 
It's yeah, like, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Nice problem to have. I know. That's I what I see all the time. And I just, I see it in the group all the time. So I've got a free group. So I've got 13,000 people. And a lot of people join and they're like, oh, LinkedIn's not a dating site. And I'm like, just chill out, babe. It could be worse. Could yes. you get no one approaching So have you met anyone through LinkedIn? Uh, not in that oh. way. I've met people who've said they want to, they've asked me out. Yeah, yeah. But I've kind of like. Were you offended by it? Not at all. But it was, as long as they asked me out in a nice way. And I'm like, oh no, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just not for me or whatever. I don't yeah. say that. But, you know, I'm not offended at all. Kinked in would be Kinked my name in. for it. If they were going to do it, they that's should launch kinked in functionality. I've yeah, tried to trademark it. That's good. That is what it autocorrects on my phone all the time. Does it really? Yes. Kinked in. All the time. Um, I just think they're missing a trick. I think they are. Um, do you know, while we're on the topic of LinkedIn, do you know what I hate seeing now? And I blame you for it right anybody that's got helping at the beginning of their linkedin bio <laughs> well this is funny because when does it stop being effective and starts being it, like, well with 530 million people it's never gonna it's, in fact i'm glad you asked me that or didn't ask me that but um the helping headline is controversial and there's a lot of lazy marketers who use that as a reason to have a go at me yeah yeah including a lady who made a whole screen like a whole slideshow of them what's her name um, I don't even know. And I'm not even saying that, like, she doesn't matter. But, but the thing remember. is, that, like, some of these people I know, I probably might like that slide. Yeah. Like, when you say, oh, this person's the I'm thinking, oh, yeah, but I could see myself doing something she spent, like that. She, she put all these headlines together and she's like, ha, look, everyone looks the same. Yeah. Um, but th- there's a couple of weird things about that. One is that it showed all the headlines and they're all completely different because yeah. it's a template. So helping ICA, so your ideal client avatar, yeah. achieve... X, Y, Z, so whatever ICA, your outcome is. ICA, for those that don't know, it is Ideal, ideal Client, client avatar, avatar. Yeah. Which I just repeat, just said. Did you say Ideal Client Avatar? Yes, All right. didn't I? Did she? Thanks, Jack. We'd normally cut these bits out. <laughs> anyway, Jack, like, come on. Anyway, so listen. Right, okay, we're going to redo it. So, so helping X, Y, Z, that's your Ideal Client Avatar. So your target market. So helping X, Y, Z, achieve X, Y, Z. So the outcomes that you actually offer by xyz so how are you going to do it and it's like that for a reason and it makes me like feel like i have to be more zen like when i have to explain this to people to every single person that questions yeah. it because jack gets that with banners it's like the, yes. how it's laid out is based on like market research yes. and we know what performs well yes stop telling us to add 15 <laughs> fucking extra bits <laughs> you didn't have a banner before you had a default banner and if you're good at them, you'd be doing it. You're kind of well, shit. Stop telling him what to do. He pay, he's paid to do it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're paying him to do it. Anyway, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So the helping headline gets a lot of grief, um, including from people that I thought were mates of mine. And I was like, why, why would you do that? And then in the comments, there's loads of people. And then sometimes, a lot of, t- lot of the time, people won't name me. Yeah. But So I've had this helping headline uh, template. It's been downloaded thousands and I don't know exactly like must be over 50,000 times I've also taught this in my free group um uh, my free five-day challenge which we've had nearly 20,000 people go through so that is a lot of people right and we insist on them using those words yeah and the reason why is one because we know it works two because every headline is different three because they have to put a lot of time and effort into filling those gaps like crafting that yeah crafting that thing um and it's just if we let people pick their own words, it's just fucking chaos, yeah. right? When we're trying to help 3,000 people do it at once. Yeah, so yeah. we do it. But I can see how it's an easy cheap shot at me. But I think I can tell anybody that's in your five day free yeah, trial just from 
Starts All of a sudden, it goes healthy. I think, oh, here we go. Yeah, but they're not your ideal. You're not their ideal client, so it doesn't matter what you think. No. What matters is what their ideal client thinks. Yeah. So of course. when I used to do it, um, and again, I teach it because I used to do it, and I know that's how it works. I know it works. Um, so what's yours? Give an example. What is yours? Do you know yours now? Or, uh, or what helping was your- coaches, consultants, and business owners um, get more leads from LinkedIn using the LinkedIn Mastermind or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But when I was in, when I wanted to work with HR directors, it said, and I was in recruitment using Facebook ads, it was helping HR directors hire better people faster using Facebook ads. Yeah. And then when I had the social media agency, it was helping business owners in Warrington um, look better and sell more online using Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So... It's, it's an easy, cheap shot, but it really fucking works when you're asking to connect with people who fit your ICA or your yeah. ideal client avatar. So with the HR directors, when I was adding HR directors, when they saw my headline, they'd be like, oh, I'm a HR director. And suddenly you've got resonance that's, that's and they look. That's perfect for yeah. what I want. Exactly. So okay. they, they see it. So it, there's loads of reasons for it, but I can see how it's an easy, cheap shot. But what's funny is when people do it, and they have a go and they don't mention me. And then there's this guy who was like, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. And I don't think she believes half the stuff she puts on social media herself or something. Yeah. So then obviously I walked in and was like, I believe everything I posted. And he said, how do you know I was talking about you? Yeah, and I was, was, like, was well, going to ask that though. So why would you let that trigger you? I'll tell you why. So yeah, so the helping thing, why do I let that trigger me? Because we get I don't it mean the time. helping thing. I just mean that like, oh, I don't believe, I don't think she makes, bye bye. It's like, what made you think that was you? Do you know what I mean? Because it was about helping headlines. Ah, so yeah. it definitely was about you. Well, that's it. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my God, your ego is so big. You think that the, everything that's about helping headlines is about you. And I was like, I invented the fucking helping headline. Wow. Jack invented the banner. There was no such thing as LinkedIn <laughs> banners before Jack. And everyone's like, we've been using help, helping for ages. And I'm like, you've not though, have you? So, but the reason why I get triggered by it, and I'll tell you why, is because it's a cheap shot at me, which is fine. I've got really high levels of resilience. I can deal with it and I can defend myself online and I do. Um, Dick pick, fine. But if you ever mention a helping headline, that is it. Yeah. I am going. But the reason why I don't like crazy. it is because it affects my students' confidence massively. Yeah. So they've spent a lot of time crafting that headline. They've worked really hard on it. They've worked out, you know, for the first time ever, who their ideal client is, what they're going to offer. And they're feeling really nervous of putting it out there. They put it out there and then they see a post, someone taking the piss out of him. And then they come back to me and they go, I've been told that my headline's shit because it says helping and everyone else says helping. And I'm like they're not your ideal client babe please don't let that stop you and the thing is about online trolling generally is that what people don't realize is that this is fucking up people's lives this isn't just stuff online yeah. so when people put themselves out there doing what whether it's helping headline or whether they put a bit of post out and they get loads of shit in the comments and they're like oh you're, you're this that and the other like this stops people actually promoting the businesses yeah. which means that they stop making money which means that they have no money which means that they can't feed their fucking kids and i'm like at what point is it okay for some random fucking guy who's like working in purchasing in some company somewhere to have a go at somebody who's trying to sell something to graphic designers in northampton like at what point is that okay so when i first put when i stopped doing one-to-one is this more on facebook or linkedin both, both. linkedin's miles nastier than facebook oh really yeah much I wouldn't more have imagined brutal. Because I would have thought, I, I, like kind of what we mentioned about the dating thing, there's more accountability on LinkedIn, or do you think? Not really. This is it. It's like that woman made, who made that headline thing. Yeah. Um, she spent all that time making a slideshow. She's got a fucking full-time job. It's almost like, so if I go to reception and ring up for her, I'd be like, Helen Pritchard's in reception. I'd be like, do you, like, I'd bring a boss down and be like, do you know your market manager's just spent like 
however much time of your money making a banner to have a go at me on LinkedIn. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And then all the arguing in the comments. It's like, you're supposed to be, have a job. Do you think people don't realise the impact it can have on people then? When they're 100%. Just... Well, I hope they don't. Otherwise, they wouldn't behave like that, surely. Yeah. I mean, people, I... Do you think it'd be worse if they did actually realise how it can make people feel? I think so. Because I think people are ruthless in the comments I think sometimes. It, yeah, get people in a room. I'd like to do like Troll Hunter and just like go around with the camera all the people that are giving me shit and just get them in a room and be like what why why would you say that do you reckon they'd say it say it to you if they were sat there they they say they would but i don't think they would and the thing most people who in fact all my haters have never met me yeah i find the word hate is mad as well though haters potatoes yeah but it's like sometimes i think some people say oh they're all just haters when not everyone's a hater not everyone's a hater yeah, because sometimes, well, I get that quite a lot. Oh, you're just a hater, but like, I'm I'm not a hater. I don't particularly, like, there's some people, like, it's not one or the other. It's just that thing's a bit wanky. Yeah, or, yeah, of course. I think that's a bit unethical, but do you know what I mean? You, you, not everyone that, you've not got haters because they hate your success. Sometimes you can just be a bellend. Yeah, of course. And sometimes I can be a dickhead. And I say yeah. that all the time. Of course I can be a dickhead in the yeah. comments. I get triggered or I've had a drink and I put stuff and then I'm like, well, Helen, why did you so, do that? So is that more, do you think that is a trigger for you then? If you've had a drink and then you see that stuff, is that yeah, more? Yeah, because I've got less filter, haven't I? Yeah. And I just, and I get really, I get really mad about it because especially when people call me a liar, again, don't let this, everyone's like, I fucking know how to get her now. Like when people say, oh, you're a liar about this, that and the other. And I'm like, but I'm not though. And when I used to get all that, well, I still get it on my Facebook ads. Well, I know someone that's actually like proper obsessed with trying to um, out you or whatever. And uh, I've seen her post stuff online about your home address and your company's house and all that type of stuff. And I think she's on the other side of the world. And sometimes I think like, what, 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 <laughs> what are you doing? Why? I don't understand that obsession. Like yeah. someone messaged me the other day and was like, oh, we had a fallout, something, something. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm sorry. Like, and then, and then he was like, and I, and I was a bit of a dick to you and I'm sorry. And I just want to say like, you it's know. Is like the helping guy? No, it's but he was like, I've been following you, you know, and I know we had our fallout, but I think you're great and la la la. And I want to say sorry. And like, and it's kind of like, oh, that's cute, but I'd totally forgotten about you because I get it all the time. Yeah. So when people think they're having a real impact on me, it's like they're just one of many. Um, but I've got so many people who fucking love me and they tell me every day. Like I've got th- like thousands of people in my groups who are just like, Helen, you're amazing. You've changed my life. You know, I'll be able to take my kids on holiday for the first time. I finally feel confident in my business. I managed to leave my shitty husband. You know, or I've, I've finally managed to do X, Y, Z. And before I was feeling like this and now, cause now, cause since I've met you, I'm feeling like this. And then I'm like, well, that's what matters really, isn't it? And that yeah. is what matters. And I do give a shit and that's it. I think people have this perception of me that I don't care because I can be a bit hard faced in terms of, I really understand who I am and what I'm about and what I stand for and what my training does and how, what, where my success has come from and why it's important. And I think that alone can trigger some people. It's mad though that you, sometimes you get all that would you say that the majority of the interactions you get with people online is that positive and you've changed like you you know you've helped say, them or whatever I'd say majority or is, is it, positive yeah my, yeah. My, but I think we're hardwired to look at the negative yeah so I mean I'm only human of course it upsets me at times you know I mean I'd, I've done a five day challenge and I had someone in there saying that they didn't like it or whatever uh, I remember sitting on my bed crying on a Sunday uh, what was that early is that at the yeah this is this? like a year year or so ago yeah. and then but then I thought well so then what I, what I did in the challenges is said and I do this at the beginning is like I'm not interested in your feedback unless it's good yeah. <laughs> and like honestly I'm like if you don't like it just leave 
if you love it, let me know because it's good for me, good for my ego, and it makes me feel good. And people are like, it's mad though, isn't it? That, that brutal honesty, but yeah. people seem to love it. They're like, oh, we love it. We love yeah. the fact that you just say it how it is, and you're really direct. And it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I set my business up to suit myself? Yeah, so sometimes I, I don't want to hear negative feedback. It just makes me feel sad and bad about myself. Why would I want to hear it? Yeah, I don't want to learn and grow. So but then I suppose I, when you put yourself out there, you're almost leaving yourself open to it, aren't you? Like I get loads, I get loads of negative feedback, and it's weird what you've said there. I sometimes pay more attention to, but I used to. Now I just think oh, I don't even bother reading. Yeah, the I think you anymore. do evolve through it. I think your resilience grows massively. But you've got to remember, like all my customers, all my clients are usually quite quite uh, low in confidence anyway or they're yeah. quite you know they're, they're, they're quite insecure and and they see me as this like you know I'm out there like on the front line with it so I feel like I've got a duty of care to them yeah to stand up to stuff and people say oh just ignore the bad and I'm like well actually no because it's not it's not all right is it so like why why are they behaving like this well you know nice. people on LinkedIn are dicks aren't they Yes. So much so that I've actually stopped doing for this series the questions from LinkedIn section. Oh, really? Yeah, because honestly, I was so sick of what people saying, What do you think saying, I would have got? Will there ever be a boy born that can swim faster than a shark? <laughs> it's like there's no originality in that. We've all seen I've never heard the that office. question before. Really? No. Every single time I used to say there's a guest <laughs> on the podcast, I'd get that question. So who's going to ask me questions, Jack? It is now time for a question from Jack. That's me. My one and only question is, did you like the banner that I sent you the latest <laughs> one um, I can't remember so you oh, have right, to okay. resend it again where did yeah. you send it because I don't look um, at emails remember I was good yeah I sent it to your email so oh well that's why so I don't read emails but Lisa should have read it and reminded me about it so I'll have to sack her immediately that's me the next thing I was going to say is after our end of series one episode where we drunk in the back room there with yes. Watch um weirdly someone called him you look like a thin wolf from gladiators so i'll have to confirm that <laughs> have you seen do you think does he look like a thin yeah, a wolf bit, from gladiators? Yeah, a little bit um but a lot of people liked uh latch's contribution so we wanted to introduce a question from latch nice. if that's possible question from latch. my question is this 10 years ago your life fell apart you could have gone on the dole you could have talked some mundane job. Yes. Why did you do what you, you've done? Um, because I've got no qualifications. I've been fired from more jobs than I can think about. I got fired from one job for a personality clash. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> the thing is, I, well, I had two little kids, so I was on benefits. So I was, I had child tax credits and I talk about that quite a lot. Childcare is super expensive, so I didn't want to do that. And I had quite severe mental health problems, so I didn't have the confidence to go and get a job. So it was kind of shit or bust. So that's why I did what I did. And LinkedIn, that's when I started using LinkedIn and that's how I generated all my leads. So it's just, I can do marketing, I can do it online, I can do it from home. I yeah, remember. I was like, I don't want to, I want a job where I don't have to see or speak to anyone because yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very well. Um, and a job where I don't have to go anywhere and I don't have to worry about the children. So what was the first thing you actually did? Was it you started just doing marketing for other people's businesses? Yeah, that's that, that first ever headline. And that's what I did. It's like all good stories. I was just like drunk and desperate, lifted, opened up my laptop, LinkedIn, never even heard of it looks good and I just set it up like I set it up now so it's literally helping small business owners in Warrington sell more oh, look so you good started online, small at first using really Facebook niche. yeah so I knew and again stuff I talk about so my need to earn number was two and a half grand a month so I just thought I just need 10 clients paying me 250 pound a month and that was it my whole LinkedIn was that like 
£250 packages and that's all I sold. Yeah. I worked to sell it to middle-aged men in Warrington who had bricks and mortar businesses and that's what I did and I didn't stop until I got my 10 clients. So, And I didn't change and didn't do anything else. So I think that's what's formed the basis of all my teaching now. But at the time, I just needed some money. Happy? Two thumbs up. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If you are just listening to an audio version, don't forget to go to our YouTube channel so you can see what we're talking about and some of the effects we put on. It's far better to watch it than listen. And thanks for listening. Subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, like, there's a notification bell, <laughs> all that shit. See ya. Done.